Welcome to the Gridiron Icon Podcast, where we visit with legends of the game. Touchdown! Touchdown! Including players and coaches from the NFL, college football, and beyond. And now, fresh off the end of the bench, Stacy Bauman and NFL legend Preston Denard. Let's go! Let's go! 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 All right, welcome into Gridiron Icon, the podcast. We're going to call this the Thanksgiving (laughs) edition. This is prior to myself and my cohort uh, drowning in tryptophan gravy and all sorts of other good things. I welcome in my partner in crime, number 88. Mr. Preston Denard, how are you, man? My friend, I am quite well. I'm ready for the old turkey leg. You know, I don't do it like I used to. Boy, at age 40, I think that was the year I gave up going back for what? two <laughs> servings. Yeah, I remember what? it to the tilt. <laughs> Wait, is this on record number uh, 88 here? It's only on goes record. for one serving at Thanksgiving? Serving. What? Yeah, and it's not the oh. it's not the serving that I'm used to. So. Uh, oh, Okay. At 60, is it- at almost 68, I'm very smart about how I take care of my dietary needs. <laughs> smart man. Smart man. I mean, there's That's advice a- for anybody listening. Uh, listen, <laughs> middle age and beyond means you got to watch the carbs, right? There you go. There you go. You're looking good, my friend. As you said earlier, and Thank the folks you, didn't hear about this, two handsome young men Eesh. taking on the day. Ish. Ish. <laughs> Somebody's got to tell us that, right? I mean, if it's not us, go, I, not us. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. I, I got to ask you real quick. Are you still running? What a four five forty? Um, what? A, in in it, my mind, I am. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I, okay. I'm just as fast. Matter of fact, I can't remember a stopwatch being able to catch me. Okay. <laughs> I wish. St- I wish. Still, still runs a great <laughs> ten yard out. I love it. Okay. Long strides. <laughs> I long strides. You were famous for that. You were famous for that. I had that. Like a deer. (laughs) No, this is great. We're we're jumping in here, the two of us here, on what is an abbreviated edition of Gridiron Icon with the holidays upon us. Family time is important, Mm -hmm. people. We're going to go for a little bit of a grab bag on recent subjects and stuff in the headlines on the football field. We've got a litany of stuff we can cover rapid fire and here we go. I think I just want to start it off right from the top on yesterday's big news mm-hmm. out of what many people consider the GOAT, Tom Brady, yeah. saying that the NFL is a bit mediocre mm. and that today's players are not living the football dream the way he, and apparently those who came before him, including yourself, used to play this game. I got to ask as a former player, Super Bowl player, uh, listen, is Tom Brady off base here? Is the game changed so much that it's become almost mediocre? Well, I I will agree with him to a certain extent because each and every century the game changes. Uh, mm-hmm. Because of the player, it changes. The mindset of the game, the how they go about it and how they play. And I'm pretty sure that's what uh, Tom was talking about in regards to how the guys approach the game, how they're not committed to the disciplines um, and executing play. My opinion, I thought the guys after me didn't approach the game the way it should have been, like how I saw the guys before me. 
And that was the Jack Youngbloods. That was the Doomsday Defense, the Purple People Leaders. Uh, when Frisco had uh, people, they hate me to say that Frisco, but San Francisco, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, in the 80s and all that. I mean, those were days where guys competed and they were, I, and you've heard me say this before, they were gentlemen in the game. You go after it, the Raiders and the Rams, just try to tear each other up and go. But the game has changed. And the spirit of the game and how we respect each other, I think that's the biggest change. And, and folks, let me explain that. The character today of, of today's athlete who play football at the college level and definitely at the pro level don't like each other. Now, you hear me say that and you go, ah, they're opponents. You're supposed to go after them. But there's a way to respect competing in the game. That's where sportsmanship and all this other stuff comes into play. It's how you approach and how you compete in the game. And the guys today are really just out to kill each other, just to hurt each other, just to harm each other, just to. And it's not for the artistry of the play of the game, if you can follow me. So I do agree that it's changed. He's a little bit more critical than. I am because the aggressiveness, the style of play, the act of football, the tackle, the throwing, the running, the catching is still the same, Stacy. But I'm in agreement with his mindset about players are not what they used to be and certainly not what they used to be years ago. Yeah. And I, listen, I respect that. And I think anybody listening would respect that. You lived it. I, I think the interesting thing as a fan is sitting here every Sunday and watching, and, and I'm going to pick on this particular couple of position groups, wide receivers wide receivers versus de- defensive backs. Mm-hmm. How are the DBs supposed to cover today? And and uh, Tom, as a quarterback, I think he was he was pushing that agenda. Mm-hmm. How are they? You, listen, anybody who's got white hair like me used to watch <laughs> bump and run, man to man, elbows to the head, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. It, would you be a defensive back today? I mean, that's dramatic, right? Well, it's kind of funny that he would be concerned about the DBs when he used to burn them all to dead <laughs> Right. <guy. laughs> but that part of the game truly has changed. From when I came in, when they changed from clothes lining and all of that, uh, going across the middle and underneath, now it got to the point, and, and it was five yards. After five yards, you couldn't touch the receiver. Today, you can't even breathe on them. And and I'm a former receiver. I like the competitiveness. I like the competitive spirit. The change of the game and related to the DB's limitations and how they cover the receivers is based on the rule changes, which takes away the ability to compete against one another. Because, you know, Stacey, hey, back in the day, guys were pushing and shoving and fighting, go up and catch the ball. Pushing, shoving, and catching, intercept the ball. So it was back and forth. It was very competitive. We each had a fair opportunity to compete for the ball. A little rougher back then, but we don't see any better play, even with the loose coverage out there. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. Um, I try to liken it to hoops, which you're a hoops guy, and a lot of guys we have on the show are hoops guys. Imagine not being able to post up in the paint. I mean, that's kind of what a DB does now. They're 10, 15 yards off. Don't breathe on them. Don't touch them. You couple that with the quarterback, and it, listen, I got to say it right here. I thought it was weird that Tom Brady, of all the quarterbacks, a guy the refs won't <laughs> let anyone touch, is saying this stuff. Like, I know, I know. Dude. Crazy. Dude. Crazy. <laughs> you you want to go, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have nothing else to do? <laughs> d- let's compare your tape with Joe Montana's. Dwight Hicks was on here a couple weeks yeah. ago, your friend yeah, Dwight. 
telling us that, oh, yeah, he doesn't even know what he's watching sometimes. Montana got killed. He used to bump and run. None of that exists anymore. So No, not at all. Not at all. And, you know, also contributing to that factor is the way the game is being called by the officials. How many times each week, in and out, we look at a play, the same call was not that call this coming week. This coming week's call is not going to be what they're going to call next week. It's no consistency in there based on the changes and how they're asking the players to perform. It's a great, I, I got to tell you, great insight from a former player who's been on the field because we, as fans, you just get poo-pooed, you know, like, mm-hmm. ah, shut up, mm-hmm. dumb fan. And yeah. it's like, well, I can <laughs> see it. I mean, yeah. yeah, fantastic stuff. All right. Well, we could go on for an hour on that one. Yeah, I want to shift gears a little bit with you in our grab bag edition here. I want to talk a little bit about college football. Ooh. and. I know this is a passion of yours. Um, we won't talk about New Mexico unless you want to. Um, <laughs> but so much to unpack here. Everything from the rankings to the Heisman to what's going on in Colorado. Yeah, that's uh, true. And it's interesting watching Dion and what he's doing and what he's saying during a pretty trying period for the Buffaloes right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and even more odd that the quarterback's his kid. But before we get to Dion. Looking at these rankings, the stuff with Michigan, big rivalry game coming up this weekend with Ohio State. What are you as you look at college football and a guy who played it? What are you What are you seeing there? Well, what I'm seeing is the true essence of what I've always thought it should be. The only difference that's not in my liking is I think there should be eight teams. Bottom ah. line, eight teams. This will be the perfect year for an eight team uh, playoff format because you've got what the top. Four, five, you got top five that are undefeated. Then you got the next group that are all one losses, except in the top 10, there's only one with two losses. And then the ability to really have the committee seriously look at the competitive uh, design of people's schedule. Right now, Georgia's number one. You got Ohio State that's in there at number two, Michigan at number three. So you had a little change in there. And now you got Washington creeping in at number four. But don't forget about Florida State. Even though Travis is injured, they can still play team football. So this is going to be really, really tough. Now, what does that contribute to, Stacy? where we were just talking about it? This is a huge week in regards to rivalry week. And, of course, I grew up in Arizona, so the biggest rivalry that I'm familiar with is Arizona State and U of A. But just just listen to some of these, and you can comment on some of them. Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Kentucky, Louisville. Let me jump around. Florida State, Florida, North Carolina, North Carolina State. But let's get closer to home, my friend. Um, Colorado, Utah, that's always a great game. Arizona, Arizona State, they could be O and forever. That would be an awesome game, and that's going to be Saturday. Washington State in Washington, folks, that's going to be a game changer in the playoff pitcher. They win this game. They go into the Pac-12 championship. I believe they win it. I believe they go on into the national championship. And then, of course, you got your Notre Dame versus Stanford. So there's going to be some great games out there. Man, we're going to have some fun with it this weekend. Oh, I'm going to be carved up <laughs> and on the couch. You forgot, you forgot Oregon, Oregon State. I got to tell you, yep. Civil War here. Civil War. Um, I love that you like the Huskies, like watching them and Penix. Penix is special mm-hmm. uh, as a quarterback. Um, I can't even tell you. You just ran down the list. 
that is going to be a mind-blowing weekend mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. college football. And then on Thursday for Thanksgiving, we got three NFL games. Yeah. I Look, I'm going to get really unpopular in my house. I'm just going to be eating food and sitting there like a blob. Um, absolutely unreal. You're absolutely yeah. right. Do you agree with the rankings? And how refreshing is it to see Alabama not mentioned? I know. I know. I know. But, you know, I, I got to say this. I'm always true to the respect of what a team earns. And I think the undefeated teams are in the right places in that first five. And yep. so I, I think the whole, all the way through 15, I think are perfect. That's the way I would have voted. But yeah, not having Alabama up there. All that means there's two, two factors to that, I think. One, the portal, you know, it kind of evens yeah. the game out. And then there are so many young kids that want to star and be the stars and the leaders yep. of their own entity. So they're going to different places. And then the, the, the quality of football is picking up. I want to mention something else too. In regards to Dion, and, and and you open up talking a little bit about it, but a lot of people are down on Colorado, and, and I'm not saying this because of Dion or anything else. Just understand the concept of com- competition, the competitive measure in, in sports. The Pac-12 is no pushover conference this year. Matter of fact, they could compete with the SEC, whomever, and go head-to-head. So it's a stronger year for the conference. Colorado has shown tremendous improvement. Folks should yeah. still be high on that because they are playing at a caliber where they're inclusive in the conference. Well, you got a strong conference. Somebody's got to be in the bottom half. Somebody's got to be in the top half, right? And even though they've shown great progress, they are still young and they are very talented and they're going to compete. You got the Caleb Williams that are going to be gone. You might even have the Michael Penix out of here. A whole bunch of other folks that are stars this year in the Pac-12. They'll be gone. Those kids stay together in Colorado. They'll be one of the contenders next year because they just play such great ball. But this happens to be the year for the Pac-12. Yeah, I I love that. You're saying in the college playoff, you believe they're going to make some noise. Interesting. They got a great defense. They have a great – I'm talking about Washington – they have a yeah, wonderful defense. And yeah. let me tell you, you can argue Ohio State. You can argue Florida. You can argue who else they think. Oh, there's a kid in Texas. I'm speaking about wide receivers. But Washington has the best wide receivers in the country. Yeah. And it's not in one. The country. It's not two. They got three that can ball. There's some good ones across the country. Yeah. Okay. That kid, that kid at Ohio State, uh, Harrison oh, Jr. Oh, yes, he's a little bit of a player, isn't he? Oh, he's a little bit of a player. He's Ooh. a little player, but Ooh. I think he is it for them. Yeah, even though they, they they're pretty balanced out there, but he is it for them. The big playmaker, Washington's got a couple at least. Yeah, no, I, as a guy living in Pac-12 country, uh, Pac mm-hmm. whatever it is now, mm-hmm. as it changes, it's incredible. And of course, a little bit of pain with the Oregon Duck loss to them. Their <laughs> one loss up. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Washington has really, really made some noise. Just jumping back to Dion for a second, as mm-hmm. a guy who was recruited yourself, uh, you got to believe Dion's going to be very active, don't you, in the Southern California region, especially with kind of the unrest going on at yeah. USC and yeah. UCLA, mm-hmm. uh, with Lincoln Riley and Chip Kelly both kind of eh, mm-hmm. getting mixed reviews. Some of those kids may end up in, in Colorado, especially along the offensive line. Right. Yeah. 
And, and, and that's the biggest need that Colorado has. If they just went out and recruited linemen, they'll be fine. And yeah. they will truly be those contenders we're talking about. But if you think about it, you know, it's still that I, – I don't know how you say it, but, you know, recruiting is, is, is a real crazy scenario because it's never detailed. It's never a fine-run uh, scenario. It's never black and white. There's so many different movements in recruiting, uh, just like Dion's realized with the one lineman he had committed. Now he's mm. gone. I, I mean, it's it's all over the country. And with this portal and people chasing the NIL and money here, it's just changed the whole spirit of the game. But the best thing about it is you could have a quality team this year <laughs> and next year be at the bottom of the conference because People and kids, I mean, it's like an invitation. They're all over the place. Yeah, I mean, Dion said that uh, yesterday or earlier this week that guy, these guys don't even stay with their girlfriends <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. long enough. You know, they're so they're young. They're young yeah. guys. Yeah, I got to tell you, watching Dion and how he's handling some adversity now, and and the dynamic with his own son at the quarterback position mm-hmm. is just wild. But I couldn't help but walk away. I want to get your opinion on this. I I look at a guy like Mike Tomlin of the mm-hmm. Steelers, who I mm-hmm. have a oodles of respect for he's dealt yeah. with lots of head cases and adversity yeah. in his coaching career never had a losing yeah. season i feel like dion and you can correct me i'm just some guy <laughs> but i feel like if you spent a little bit of time with tomlin he'd be able to rein in a little bit of that enthusiasm that bravado mike tomlin style because it feels like he's a little up here right now and if he came down to like Mike Tomlin, I feel like you should spend time with Tomlin. Uh, you are absolutely correct. And and okay. uh, one of the great things about that opportunity is I know he's a mentor. And I know also, you just said it, he's a great leader by example. He's proven. He's disciplined. There's nothing unwavering about Tomlin. You know, when you come to his presence, you go to work. <laughs> like yeah. that song, you go to work, baby. And um, so Dion can benefit from that. But let's not forget this one thing. The attraction Colorado had was Dion. Yeah. And we know who Dion is, right? And one smart thing about Dion is he's not trying to do it all. He is letting his coaches coach. If yeah. you look at him on the sideline, he allows his coaches to coach. Now, he made a move with, with, with Coach Sean. You know, I don't know the real depths of that. But they were putting points on the board. They were throwing the ball. But if there's a disruption in the system, you're going to see the change. Because I believe in the offense, uh, even the scoring, I think there's a big change of about 11 points there that they have dropped. So I think Dion could really benefit from a great mentor like Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Certainly to be able to come out as a stronger, effective head coach but really just to solidify his entire surroundings because yeah. he's got the skills, he's got the talent, he can communicate to these young kids today. And that's one of the biggest important things if you can communicate to him. And he's not afraid to show love on these kids. A lot of coaches yeah. won't do that. You know, they yeah. don't know how to do that because you have to have a, a real special sort of mm, to be able to have that personality to coach and demand and then to uh, critique to critique them and then love on them at the same time. 
Yeah, that's good. I, again, your coaching experience is popping through mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I just feel like Dion. I, I think we're not cutting him a little slack because he's one of the greatest players in NFL history. I mean, easily. We're kind of holding him to a standard without realizing this guy's only been coaching a matter of months. Yeah, you know, and you know what? Let, me, old- let me jump in on that because yeah. here's here, here's the biggest thing. The the one thing that I am so thrilled and excited about regarding Dion is the fact that he is truly representing that we as former players can do this. Yeah. You know, you don't just, it's like anything, experience. If you're the greatest experience wine connoisseur, you're going to know something about wine. But you've never been the CEO, but you're going to know something about it because you've been a part of it. You've exercised your abilities in it. We've been in the battlefields. <laughs> we, we, I mean, when it was like, uh, pulling and clubbing. <laughs> you had to keep your wits to go out and be successful. And with those characteristics about the game, I just love the fact that he's proving that we can coach if you give us a chance. And so many different coaches who may have not played, may have never been on the field, or have just come academically up through the ranks, well, there's something about experience that brings more to the table that kids can believe in. Absolutely. I, I got to tell you a great example of what you just said. I am having a great time watching D'Amico Ryans with the yes, Houston Texans. Yes, yes. Isn't the that guy, something? <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. I mean, cut from the Dion, like you said, he mm. guy played middle linebacker. He's smashed a few heads, mm. and he is just doing absolutely incredible things in Houston. Yeah. With yeah. that Texans team, I, I love mm-hmm. it. I love it, and I, mm-hmm. I'm rooting for Dion. I've got to be. It's going to be interesting to watch. I'm sure he's humble enough. You know, he's bravado, but people forget he's a pretty humble guy. He is. Um, yeah. In some ways, I think he'd probably say, "Yeah, I'm a I'm a work in progress." <laughs> um, it's going to be uh, interesting to watch. Well, let's switch gears here <laughs> as we get closer to Turkey. Um, here's I'm thinking outside the box, mm. pun intended, hockey. Hockey ah. is a passion of yours, mm. uh, less so of mine. I enjoy it. Man, it's one of the best sports to watch live for anybody mm-hmm. listening. It is incredible. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you're thinking on the hockey front these days. On the hockey front? Well, let me tell you, my friend. Um, I'm liking some guy named Connor McDavid. Ooh. He is awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Probably, well, the deal about him, he is, he is such a great athlete that he came out – I believe he started when he just after he turned 18 and he is such a star athlete that he's being considered and compared to who else? Wayne Gretzky, Oof. you know, Connor McDavid, he's a center for the, for the Oilers in Edmonton. And he'd entered the 2022 uh, 23 season coming off his second consecutive art Ross win and fourth in his career. He's been in this thing a long time. He's still a little pup, 26, 12, going on 27 years old. <laughs> He's being compared to Wayne Gretzky. And for Gretzky's first seven seasons, you know, he scored 481 goals. That's the big thing about Connor McDavid. He is rolling in points. And he's trying to uh, be the one that can break the record and also be someone that can truly benefit from the opportunity of being outstanding he number nine is great man you got to see him on the ice they can't stop him. if he's one-on-one with the goalie it's over you can't even imagine 
how he can just embarrass someone. <laughs> yeah, he's and good. He's, he's not a big guy, right? No, I mean, he's is, not a big guy. This is one of those speed kills situations yep. where he's just really yep. great on the ice. Yep. You are so right. No, he's smooth. If you've never seen him play, oh my gosh, you'd enjoy him. And you would compare him to Wayne, but he's a star. And he was a star coming out of high school. And when they drafted him, I mean, I think I think he was drafted in uh, 15. And oh my gosh, kid's outstanding. I just love him. Every time they're on TV, I go to watch. He's Who got knew? To, oh yeah, yeah. Who knew? Who oh, knew yeah. this about Denard, people? Oh, I love some. I love he, some hockey, man. That's tough. I, I've tried to skate. That's tough on the feet. Man. Oh, do tell. Do we have video of this? Oh, do, do we, we have, have video? video of it? <laughs> <laughs> just, just believe me. <laughs> you know, hockey needs hockey needs some love um, right now, particularly yeah. with the recent tragedy. Yeah, and uh, we won't get into that, but um, it would be nice to see a feel good story. Yeah. come out of that sport right now. It, it definitely look. It plays second, third, fourth fiddle to the big three mm-hmm. of uh, football basketball and baseball, but it is a fun sport. We're going to keep, okay, you, you're calling this. So we're going to keep our eye on this kid now. Yes, we are. Uh, we are. According to Denard. So, okay. Fantastic. Well, look, we're getting closer to plates of food. I want to jump mm-hmm. back with you. And just as an overview, uh, we're getting into the, the last piece of the NFL season, uh, whether it's the Rams or anything else, what pops out and jumps out to you at the Thanksgiving mark? of this NFL season? Is there a team? Is there a moment? Is there a prediction? Anything that's really jumping for you? Detroit. That's all I got to say. Detroit. They're so fun. And I hope they just continue to roll. And believe it or not, I like Jared Goff. Me too. I just think coach the daggone kid if you got an issue with him. Yep. Teach him. Show him. He's got the ability. He's got the skill. He's showing you he can go somewhere and play ball. But if you got a challenge with him, okay, he didn't know how to throw the deep ball. I think that was a big thing with him. And then now he goes to Detroit. Get him some ballers that want to roll with him and let him just throw it and protect his behind. Detroit, that's the story of the year. I don't care what else happens. I'm not concerned about Dallas. The Rams, they got their challenges. Lord bless them. Yep. And, and then you've got back and forth. I think the next step down would be the continuance of Philadelphia just continuing to roll because I just think they're strong. And then third, which some people would make it first, would be the Miami Dolphins. I just love how they're playing. So those are the three highlights, the three takeaways from this early part of the season that I think is just outstanding. I didn't even mention San Francisco. We know what's happening there, but I expect San Francisco to be that strong. But those are the three. I, I can't love that enough because I uh, I'm a I'm a morning game afternoon yeah. game guy. Uh, I always I never miss my Rams even when I'm frustrated with them. Right, and I right. am. I'm admitting I am. Um, the Jared Goff story. Huge fan of his. Uh, mm-hmm. His father grew up in my hometown. Was the big guy on campus. He wouldn't even talk to oh, us when, was, wow. when okay. we were kids. So I'm a big Jared Goff fan. And yeah. uh, it, it's a subject for a whole other show. I'm still. I never quite got over them treating him the way they did. Whole other yeah. story. The Lions are fun to watch. Mm-hmm. They're just mm-hmm. fun to watch. And Dan Campbell. He Dan just, Campbell, isn't he something? <laughs> uh, he's everything football should be about. And tomorrow morning, again, any any uh, predictions? Uh, one of your former teams that we don't recognize, at least I don't. Uh, <laughs> Lions Packers tomorrow. You think they roll? You know what? I, I still think the Lions are going to roll. 
I do too. I still think they're going to roll. I, I like them. I like how they play Lions. Okay, there you go. One more prediction. We touched mm-hmm. on college football and mm-hmm. the game of the weekend, probably arguably for some people. Michigan, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Who do you like? I think I'm just going to sit back, grab a bag of popcorn, get my <laughs> favorite beverage, and just be a fan. Um, out of all these years, this is probably the one time I can't call it. It is even Steven, in my opinion. Okay. I think you've got two Warriors, and plus it's a rivalry game. So it's going to be from here to here and even push it over top because there's so much right. When's the last time a number two and a number three or whatever it is, you know, played each other? At this late in the season, qualifying for the playoffs, one of them's going to have one loss. Who's it going to be? Now they're in the mix with everybody else. Do they automatically equal themselves to an Alabama, to an Oregon? I mean, what are you going to do? That's why eight teams important. Eight teams. <laughs> eight teams. Come on, people. Let's go. Oh, it would be so much more fun. Yeah. God, it would be so yeah. much more fun. All right, folks. There it is. I got one more question for my partner yeah. here. This is it, man. This is the most critical question. Are you ready? Are you sitting I'm down? Ready. Are you ready? I'm okay. Ready. Stuffing. Yay or nay? Oh, the two-minute drill for PD. That's, that's right. What do you mean? Stuffing yay and nay. I, there shouldn't even be an N in that, that, that spelling there. Yay all the way. <laughs> that's what you want to say. Oh, I'm it, right. <laughs> it's unanimous. How it's can you unanimous. have Thanksgiving without stuffing? Oh, is somebody talking to you about Oh, stuffing? yeah, people. Oh, I hate stuffing. I hate the chunks of stuffing. Come on, they what? Must, they must be from another country. Or another, I agree. Or maybe even Mars or something. Mars. There's, there's there's no way. I grew up on the only thing I know about Thanksgiving is stuffing. I, Are you I, kidding? That's the most on. constant at at Thanksgiving. The stuff Stuff stuffing and gravy. You've got to be oh. nuts. I oh, mean yeah. come on. Well, there it is, folks. Our Thanksgiving edition, Mr. Denard. Sauce. Oh yeah. Cranberry Ham. sauce. Ham. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm getting hungry. All right, cream, folks. Cream, string beans. Oh, let me stop. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I'm coming to your house. All right. <laughs> this is awesome. I love it. Oh, well, yeah, folks, uh, so much to be grateful for. For me personally, it is you, my friend, and this fantastic show. Any parting shots from you for anyone listening? No, just enjoy the games this week. Have fun with it. Uh, if there's one thing I'd, I want to leave everybody with, be grateful to others. Just be grateful to people. We're, we're at a time in our lives where the world is becoming challenging. It's, it's been predicted. And now we're trying to figure out how to survive with each other. Let's just be grateful who we are, what we are, what we have, and just share all that love. Absolutely profound. Well said. Thank you so much. I am certainly grateful for uh, all you do and for a fantastic year of Gridiron Icon. For everyone out there, from myself and Preston, a huge, huge, huge happy holiday and happy Thanksgiving. Hug the ones you love, and we will see you next week. Go Rams!